0: I this, uh, good the streets Just... i did not hear any of that hold on oh shoot where'd it go where'd you guys go oh no
1: i like this it's very uh gonzo filming probably box. welcome to proper bonics kirk and allen episode i don't know like 115 probably uh someone actually asked me that last night at the show they're like uh, oh man how long like how many episodes are you guys in?" i couldn't give them a number i was like I, maybe I 120 i don't know uh oh and producer pat coming in with breaking news uh 106 proper Robotics episode 106 in park Kirk and Allen.
0: Yo, my high school, every... Was it, was it middle school? Well, either middle school or my high school, they would go to 106th and Park every year. That was like a field
1: trip. Uh, that would have uh, been a fun one. I could they, see you being in a crowd, like getting happy when Bow Wow comes out.
0: No, look, they they pick like 40 kids each year to go. And I remember the year it was time for like my grade to go, they stopped going. Oh. I know. I, I didn't get to see Bow Wow, man. I, mean, I would have loved it. You know, I was a Bow Wow fan.
1: That would have been a fun field trip. It's like because they would get mainly like kids in the audience, or you would never see like adults in the audience for One O Six in Park.
0: No, yeah, it was just like teenagers. Like if you were like if you were like thirty five in the audience at One O Six in Park, they means you probably have a problem.
1: <laughs> you have a problem, or you're like your related, AJ. Here's there with a guest pass, or
0: or you're like recruiting for like R Kelly or something. But like
1: That's a, uh, BET affiliation, who knows? I wonder what's happening with the host of those. So like. AJ, I believe he went on to host Extra, that like celebrity news show. Yeah. Free. I don't I don't know what she I'm I know she's doing something, but I don't know what.
0: I feel like I feel like free is the only one that I don't know about. I feel like everyone remember like Terrence? Yeah. He's like a big deal in Hollywood now. He's like chucking and jabbing all over the place. I know uh the Roscoe Lisa Roxy.
1: Roxy was it? Okay. <laughs>
0: Roscoe. Roscoe Pete Jenkins.
1: <laughs> I guess it does make more sense that it would be Roxy. <laughs> Terrence and Roscoe.
0: Yeah, um, Terrence and Roxy. So yeah, I think I think free is like the only one that's not actually doing something that I that I'm aware of. But I don't know if she's not in the spotlight or anything like
1: that. Yeah, I feel like she's probably in a position where not in the spotlight, but still around, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like whether it's like probably not hosting something, but like I know she sang, maybe she's doing like ghostwriting or something. Either way, she was pleasant, so I hope she's doing well.
0: Free. I don't know, like I don't know about you, but like every dude in my school had a crush on free. She was like the baddest thing smoking, yo.
1: Know? <laughs> cool, man. She had the afro going too. They were a good combo. Yeah, they were. There were some people that are into free. There are some people into Sita from Cita's world. I won't reveal <laughs> which one I was, um, but you use contextual clues to make a guess. Um some people maybe listen to this and have no idea what we're talking about. Now. <laughs> so if you didn't grow up Hi. watching 106 in park,
0: <laughs> sorry. You just you just learned some some culture right there. So check it out. Google it, YouTube it. It was it was it was an experience for like the black community on BT where they counted down the top 10 songs of the week or day or whatever. Um it was like an event, it was like a moment, like yeah, a 30 it was, it was like it was like an hour and a half long. Yeah, how long it, it was? It
1: was an hour and a half seems lengthy. I feel it could have been. I thought it was like an hour. Probably. But it was like a, the hip hop R&B equivalent of TRL, where, again, it was all kids in the audience. Um, and I think it was in a way kind of a response to TRL because they had a lot of uh, pop artists on there and maybe uh, not as many black artists were being represented. And BT, that just happened to be one of their uh, staples as they were growing as a company. And yeah, it was a good show. It reminded me of childhood, man. That was nice.
0: You, you remember Freestyle Friday? Oh my Yeah, God. I remember
1: Freestyle Friday, man. <laughs> had,
0: listen, that was, the best part. <laughs> that was the best part where they would have battles of like unknown people, and the battles were like super dope. Like,
1: yeah, it was.
0: Like, I remember you remember Jen, he was like the, the yes. agent, yeah,
1: yeah, the, he on. got signed by Wycliffe. He was one of the yeah. first like battle rappers, not just off that show, um, or segment of the show, but like became like a known artist, yeah. Uh, he had that single y'all gonna learn Chinese." and a uh, Y clef like what's the co um a lot of rappers came out of that hollow to dawn was on that loaded lux was on that um blind fury do you remember blind fury i do yeah I do. Blind, <laughs> it was really good blind <laughs> fury was nice and it was judge battles too so like they would have like freeway judging a battle yeah um, like cypher sounds and then the person would then go on to go to the next week it was cool that was a I miss segments like that. That's the one thing about not having as much uh, television present or the anticipation for events like that on a weekly basis. And you're not just binging it all at once.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've I seen like a lot of these uh, streaming services. They'll be doing this stuff like where they'll just release something or at least an episode like once a week they won't just like oh. drop it all on you they'd be like okay you got to come back next week for the next episode it's like oh. no i want to binge you, can't, you <laughs> can't make me bend and then take my binge away
1: <laughs> i'm glad that they're doing that although it would infuriate me a little bit i'm conditioned now to do all in one or at least like at my convenience so yeah. that they're saying that to wait a full week I maybe yeah.
0: T- t- you said people at the show last night were asking you about property bonds. What, what show are you referring to, Kirk?
1: I'm sure I'm referring to the White Swan Show in Lydell, <laughs> Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, it was a show out there. Shout out to Joey Tedino and company. Um, and yeah, man, it was cool. It was, I was telling Pat before this, it was very much like a RCO reunion in some ways. Yeah, yeah, because it was like um, for those listening, RCO was uh, the the open mic uh, where a lot of us started doing things where you and I met and um, you'd have a lot of people come by. You had Greg Karpuke, CJ, um, Joey being one of them. Uh, powder wasn't there tonight or last night, but he was there the last time that I did it. So it was nice. Really? Yeah. And him and his wife. Yeah. Shots of Powder. Uh, so uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was it was nice that way. And CJ, he had asked about the the show, and uh, yeah, I let him know. So CJ, if you're listening, it was nice seeing you. Yeah,
0: nice. Yeah, no, it was it was a fun night, man. It was good, like I said, it was. I didn't see a lot of those people in a long time. You know what I mean? So it was it was cool to see those people and see the people like you know, you know, one of my favorite things to do at comedy shows is like, especially people that I, well, I guess only with people that I know, is to, like see the evolution of the like joke writing and to see them new ideas because you know like. Back in the day, you you know everybody's like all their jokes. You know what I mean? Like, right. so I was like, I like to see like the evolution. People are like, oh,
1: okay, I see, I see you out yeah. here,
0: banding Char- and growing.
1: Yeah, Charles evolved. Oh my goodness, Charles, <laughs> Charles was doing stuff that I have not uh, heard him do, uh, and it was it was pleasant.
0: Yeah, it's good. You know uh, what's his name? Brandon Dunbar. He killed it too. Yeah, Dunbar. He killed it. I don't know if you've seen his set, but he was he was fucking no, it I up. I was like, check him out check him
1: out. Dunbar is always pleasant every time i see him i'll just randomly see him in different spots uh i think Phoenix was the last time and i was like oh yeah nice dunbar good for him
0: yeah no it was it was a fun show man um it's funny i was talking to my i had my homie max with me right and um we were talking about like it was it was a all-white room i didn't know there was two black people in the room until i got to the stage uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh he was talking he was like so like, you're gonna just do you're gonna switch up your stuff or you're gonna like do like the black and white stuff i'm like yeah, I'm not switching my set for anybody. I don't. Yeah. I don't I don't change my set according to the room. Like these jokes are well crafted for anyone. Like I'm not breaking my uh breaking my back trying to I couldn't imagine like having to do 30 minutes ha- having a separate 30 for black people and a separate 30 for white people. It's like <laughs> who the hell do you think I am?
1: Like I I couldn't do that. That may be the goal. <laughs> I have a 30 <laughs> minutes for black crowd, white crowd. <laughs> have that hour ready to go um yeah that was a i remember i remember that couple it was a it was a nice little uh it could have been a commentary on the tone of my set versus your set or even just like uh just kind of like a social commentary because i acknowledged Mm -hmm. them as well because i didn't realize until i was on stage because i thought it was like all white crowd i saw they're there i was like oh whoa and then they (laughs) looked at me very much like (laughs) <laughs> like, they were, I was like, uh, it was for me, I was like, oh wow, cool, nice. Other black people are here, uh, but I, maybe because racially ambiguous, just tone in my set, they just weren't as welcoming. Versus when you did it, uh, I saw just like the the husband, wife, they may have been married, they looked at each other, acknowledged each other, and looked back smiling. I was like, all right, guys, <laughs> I'm glad you had that moment just now, but you could have had it earlier as well. Uh, but that's okay. I
0: don't think it's because you're racially ambiguous, scared You have this,
1: <laughs> no, i i
0: be trying, trying to tell you this no one knows look, everyone thinks you're black okay there's there's no one that looks at you and be like i don't know what he is like
1: <laughs> bro that's what for most part that's what i go off of <laughs> and in that moment i was like oh cool and they were very much like
0: <laughs> i was like oh okay it, it, it could have just been it's it's the tone of it. it's not like we don't like this half and half guy because like because like even charles said on stage like i'm half black and half white you know what i mean so it's right. like that's that's way uh that's wider than what you are because you don't you're not like half white you know what i mean you're half right. indian or right you know what i mean or yeah so no. it's not like
1: yeah yeah it probably was uh more like the tone of it sort of thing but uh either way it was cool to see them in the crowd so yeah thing, yeah
0: and uh yeah, yeah cool room it's a good time um we were talking when we first started this episode just now we were talking about um um like streaming services um not allowing, well not, I'm not saying they don't allow, but like I've, I've seen some of them only drop episodes once a week. And one thing that I've watched last week that I can't wait for it to drop again is I don't know if you've seen this, but you see Kanye's documentary.
1: No, I keep hearing about it. I've yet to watch it. It's on Netflix, it's
0: on Netflix. Um, it's the Kanye that I like the one before he became an ass like a MAGA asshole.
1: So, wow. um, I thought you said MAGA at first, and then I realized, no, oh, no. MAGA, and I was like, I kind of could be both.
0: I will Kanye's up stuff that has to, that's before the magus. I, you know, I don't listen to his albums. I don't supporting that, but like I wanted to watch this documentary. He didn't make it either, so it's not like I'm whatever. So, so right. I watched it. I watched it, and it drops. What was it every Tuesday, every Wednesday? There was like three parts, and oh. it was it was really uh, inspiring, oh. like to watch uh, uh, someone who is chasing their dreams while you're trying to chase your dreams because this. Yeah. This dude was just like, I don't care what anyone says. I'm the greatest right now. And no one knows who I am. Like, hmm. he had that same, like, swagger. and He was nobody. You know when what I mean? When was
1: this, like, was this college dropout around that time? It must have been if no one knew him. It was
0: before. So the first episode was leading up to college dropout. So they just, like, showed him, like, trying to get, trying to sign a deal. They showed him, like, coming from Chicago to New York and, like, meeting up with most most deaf and and like so it was like the beginning of the college dropout. it was like it was like the making of the college dropout and like that, that was the first episode it was just it was like it was cool to see that his mom was in it like a lot you know yeah. what i mean so that was i'm not saying it was a tearjerker but it was kind of sad <laughs> to, you know sounds you know, like it mean? was a
1: tearjerker even as I, you were see, saying, you're you're not gonna say it's a tear jerker. I was like, I don't know, it sounds like you're kinda tearing up a little bit.
0: You no, know, I, I didn't tear up at all. But there was people I seen posting saying like it was so sad, I almost shed a tear. I, I didn't I didn't feel that, but it was just like, you know, it was dope to see, like, you know, his mom was definitely his ride or die, you know what I mean? So yeah, that was it was cool to see. And that was but when we said the the Netflix streaming services dropping things once a week i thought about that because i was like damn i was gonna watch all three of these
1: drones like back to back i didn't realize yeah. it was a docu like series like that i thought it was just like a random documentary uh, i've been hearing yeah. nothing but good things about it uh yeah. i didn't realize it was like dated back it's like pre-college dropout which is interesting because I, I think that's a, a fascinating time and uh, from what we know to be kanye's life uh so I, yeah i gotta check it out I know there was like a concert that he released on Amazon, but I think that was for like his new album, um, which I heard was also not the album itself, but the concert on Amazon was pretty good and a docu-series now. Huh. Well, let's take a look it, out for that. It's uh, crazy
0: because there's a dude, he's, he's actually a, a documentarian now. His name's Cootie. Mm. He, um, he was like a stand-up comedian and from Chicago. He knew Kanye whatever, and he literally dropped everything quit his life and just followed Kanye around with the camera before he was like Kanye. So it's kind of like huh. this nigga's, his foresight was crazy. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, I'm not quitting staying up to follow up some up and coming producer. that want to be a rapper. I ain't doing that.
1: You know? <laughs> That's yeah. I wonder what promoted the release now.
0: I don't know. I think that, so this is, I don't think, so like I said, I don't. it's not produced by Kanye, but I'm pretty sure he gave his blessing on it. But I think the, the, the dude, Cootie, who, who made the documentary, I think he just was ready to drop it now. Like, I don't think that... So a lot of people were thinking that maybe because Kanye was wilding out online, you know, him and all that chem drama, like, maybe that was part two. It was a part of his rollout plan for the documentary. You uh-huh. know what
1: I mean? That is a meticulous plan right there. Uh, <laughs> I doubt, because all the production that comes into it and, like, editing, that couldn't be... Yeah. If it lined up perfectly like that or on purpose, that'd be kind of bananas. But it, you wonder, like, oh, why wouldn't this come out during, like, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy or during Jesus? There's so many other moments where it could have came out, but I guess it could have just also been ready now.
0: Right. Or, like I said, I haven't seen the end of it. So I don't know where it ends. Like, does uh, it end? Does it end after my beautiful dark twisted fantasy? Does it end during the MAGA time? Does it end two months ago? Like, I don't know when it ends. You
1: know, what yeah, I mean? you know, it would have been cool. So, do you know, like, um the name of it's slipping on I me. Mean, they have a few of these, like, documentaries where, They'll follow the subject throughout a course of like 20 to 30 years in different parts of their life. I feel like Kanye would be a fun one to do that with, of like pre college dropout, and then you get him during graduation, and then you get him beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, and then you wrap it up with everything going on now. That would truly be fascinating to watch. That's kind of
0: what this is a little bit. So I should,
1: you should watch it. It's, it's
0: cool. Uh, it's that check, check it out. It was cool.
1: Yeah, man. And uh, I, I know in, in contrast, Uh, That is something that uh, people have been mentioning more and more heavily, Um, not just in relation to Kanye Wild out online, um, but they're saying his behavior towards uh, Kim Kardashian, which I guess they're no longer together, um, is bordering or at least reminiscent of abusive uh, partners when relationships are done. And a lot of people that have been in abusive relationships are saying that his behavior is very much like that and that we shouldn't be seeing it as entertainment, uh, but more so as a, a precautionary measure uh, of what can and will happen. How do you feel about this?
0: Yeah, it's definitely harassment. Easily. It's easily harassment. It's it's abuse. Like, he is wild bro. Like, as someone that has a baby mom, as someone that's been through baby mama drama, I couldn't imagine, like, the one part that, so I'm kind of it's just like a two two fold thing for me like a catch 22. Like I wish he would stop posting about it and being so public about it, but if he didn't, we wouldn't know what Kemp's going through. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. So like so like yeah, I kind of want I'd be like, "Yo man, keep your your private life private," but it's also like I'm kind of glad we know what's going on so people can keep an eye on Kemp. cuz this is not this is not cool, it's dangerous, bro. You, you can't like he moved next door to them, I think people forget that. Like, he's that an actual like,
1: thing? He moved across I, the street. Oh wow! I so I'm a bit. I shouldn't say removed, but I, I actually just kind of stay on the peripheral of all of it. I heard that he bought a house next to theirs. I heard that he was making memes and posting it on his uh pages that were like anti Pete Davidson, like kind of like violent anti yeah, uh, yeah. Pete Davidson, uh and i guess like giving out kim kardashian's number online those are things that i heard which sounds pretty brutal
0: yeah so i don't know if you did the, the last thing i'm if you gave give kim's, kim's number out but all those other things he's done like he it, it, like he's harassing them dog like it's it's one thing to want to be a, a so this is the thing i don't understand right like and it's crazy that like I think I said this, I might say this to you last time. Like, I can't believe I'm a better co-parent than Kanye and a better comedian yeah. than T.I. Like I've never, <laughs> I've never seen these things in the early 2000s. But uh,
1: <laughs> you watching One of Six in Park, looking up <laughs> evolution, right? evolution,
0: it's crazy. Um, but what was I saying? Kanye,
1: um, in regards to his uh harassing behavior, you had not mm-hmm. heard that he gave out the number. I, I saw like a little glimpse of like someone DM'd him, um. Oh, that's, uh, what but, that's what happened. That's what happened. He
0: was asking, he was asking somebody as close to Kim for her new phone number, because she got a new number and he didn't have it for a reason, right? Ooh. So somebody, somebody, close to her gave Kanye the the, the uh, phone number. So he 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 blurred the number out, but he screenshotted like, "See, I got the number." It's just like,
1: uh, damn it, Courtney.
0: This is <laughs> this is what I was going to say. Kanye talks to us about this situation online like he can't get a lawyer
1: or a therapist
0: no he need a lawyer he got all these he do need a therapist yes but in regards to the baby mama drama and the co-parenting stuff go go talk to a lawyer go get custody what are we talking about why are you telling us go talk to a lawyer
1: because we know them from the context of being celebrities not just celebrities but celebrities that historically make their lives very public um maybe not always in like uh, in turmoil like it is right now uh, but we know them as these figures these public figures I wonder if that collectively kind of takes for us it's it's almost like we don't take it as seriously up front at least at first because of that because we're we're primarily seeing them as these public figures versus humans if we saw that just like a regular couple going through this we may be more uh, sympathetic or even empathetic towards it but because they're these celebrities uh it removes some of that i think i don't know if that's a good think, or bad thing
0: no look i i think that's, that, can be, that can be true for some people but i have seen a lot of people talking about how this is not cool how it's harassment how it's abusive how it's negative all these things so it's not like people are like i've seen more of that than i've seen jokes about it you know what really? i mean because like at first Maybe, like, the first week, we were like, oh, Kanye tripping. But, like, now you can clearly see he as a problem, bro. It's a problem. You should not... You're going to have situations with your kid's mom you are not together for the rest of your life. That's what's going to happen. But to this magnitude, though, it's, it's super weird. He's making memes and threats, and he's he's talking about her her boyfriend, talking about Pete Davidson, call, calling him Skeet instead of Pete. And it's just like, huh. why? like bro, you, <laughs> why? you you why are you doing it? That? That's like... It's like if his name was Putt, now just calling him Nut. Like, yeah, get out of here, Nut, Nut. Come, come. Like, why are you calling this man this name? It names? It's just doesn't make no sense.
1: <laughs> I feel like that's a dude thing that I do notice of, like, if you don't like a particular dude, you'll mispronounce their name almost. Or, like, you'll come up with a nickname for it that may be derogatory. I feel like that is a thing. Uh, Skeet instead of Pete. All right. That's, Kanye, I think you could do better.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're, you're too creative to come up to say Skeet you know what i mean like
1: yeah i i think i maybe i shouldn't say i need to look further into this i don't think i need to look further into it however for like context wise and just to uh, get a better grounding of like how i actually feel about it because i think i have kind of like what i mentioned that celebrity uh kind of like shine around it where if it feels so removed and it feels very much manipulating in a sense of with celebrities and how they portray themselves it it feels hard for me to be like, this is actually happening like that. Yeah. And I feel like in this case, it could be very well how that is happening. And uh, it could be an abusive case, which wouldn't be a great thing. Um, so I got to get a better grounding of actually how I'm, I'm feeling about it in regards to just Kanye releasing memes that in itself is humorous. Uh, if it's a matter of like, it's actually uh, causing this uh, distress uh, in turmoil and is bordering on abusive, then that's something that uh, it's not as not as funny.
0: So he was dating this one chick, and um, Julia Cox. Yeah, he was dating. I think they broke oh. up. I'm not, but um, he was on Valentine's Day. He sent Kim Kardashian a pickup truck full of roses. Oh. Why, bro? Like you, you, you were dealing with somebody else. Kim has a whole boyfriend. What what are you doing? Are like, they
1: still it, dating uh, Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian? Yeah.
0: Kim has a uh, whole boyfriend. Mm. She so she in a whole other relationship. She don't really rock with you like that right now. What are you what are you doing? You're not getting your family back, bro. It's not happening. You ruined that already. Too yeah. many too many guys, too many guys, yo. They realize, you know what I'm saying? You don't realize what you got until it's gone, you know what I mean? Like mm. what I, I don't know their relationship cuz it was kind of private, you know, but like how often was he sending her a truck full of roses? Like, how often was it? Was that just, is he doing that now just because he's trying to get her back? Or like, how was the energy? Like, were you loving on her how you should have been? You know what I mean? Like,
1: it's too late Yeah. Now. I wonder, and I'm saying this mainly because I grew up with Kanye and all that. I think I have a little bias in terms of I'm a fan of Kanye. Part of me is like, oh, well, what if he actually was mentally ill sort of thing? But then I'm like, oh, am I like being a, an abusive uh, apologist uh, of sorts? <laughs> I, I, I don't know these people's lives. Uh, like that I, I know that he hopped on the show for them a few different times um i've heard a bunch of different lyrics about her like they've been together for like a decade now that i realize it since like yeah. jesus um so hopefully it doesn't border on anything too crazy like that because that uh, genuinely would be a sad thing um it is interesting of the tr- <laughs> so we have the kardashians who have kind of been i won't say villainized of like oh they get all these dudes and then they end up ruining them in terms of like have them go down these mental spirals um of all like their exes and such and then kanye dropped the reverse card kanye is very much like hold on <laughs> let me <laughs> let, let me let me give you a, a bed full of roses uh while also moving into the house next to you while blasting my music uh yeah, no, if I, I hate to joke about a matter if it actually is a serious case, Um but from coming from a celebrity standpoint, it, it's hard for me to take it too seriously. I admit that.
0: No, yeah, but I, I think I, I hear you. I hear you. I, I think I think he needs to get some kind of help. I think that he's a, a therapist of some kind and definitely a lawyer. Like uh-huh. I think those would be the two things because he'd be talking mm-hmm. to us like we about to give him uh, advice on, on divorce court. Like, bro, I have no idea. Just mm-hmm. talk to a lawyer
1: kind of this is our advice to you. this is this this commentary is the advice uh so this is what you were seeking um something that other people were seeking or sought out at least last week in hip-hop news we saw a super bowl halftime show and mm-hmm. what i believe is the first full-blown hip-hop performance for a halftime show in super bowl i can't recall i, I think like there's been like like black IPs would jump up there or like maybe a rapper like Nicki Minaj would jump up during like Madonna performance, but this was pure West Coast hip hop. Did you watch it?
0: Of course I watched it, man. Not only did I watch it, I sang every single lyric to every single song. Yeah. I was singing live song. Eminem was up there. I was rapping like him. I was I, listen, man. That was my error. Like yeah, that's 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 my error. You know what I'm talking about. You talking about from from Snoop Dogg, the beginning of his career, all the way to. 50 cent is I like
1: I that, so, that was I did not expect 50 cent, which you know it makes sense it makes sense looking back like why wouldn't 50 cent be there that's such a nice surprise to have um so so we have Dr Dre we have Snoop we have Eminem Mary J Blige Kendrick and then we see 50 cent coming in from upside down uh doing to pretty much uh, replicating the in the club video um which has caused a lot of memes and such but it was a pleasant <laughs> surprise <laughs> seeing 50 cent Cent, there like oh man this really brings me back
0: i'm not gonna lie when i first seen the guy hanging upside down i didn't even recognize that it was 50 i was like look at that they got a 50, a 50 impersonator
1: that's cool <laughs> <laughs> how wild would that be like well 50 cent can make it so we hired bob <laughs> yeah when he when he started going to uh go shorty i was like oh that's in the club uh i felt a little concerned because it was like he had the chain hanging like dripping down to his face i was like this is clearly like a, a stunt and i respect it because it's very high stake but 50 i don't want you to fall down i don't want that <laughs> i know ja rule wants it but i don't want that <laughs> uh but he, he was the,
0: the- ja rule is the only person upset at the super bowl performance he's the only one
1: <laughs> you know ja rule and maybe exhibit that's the one thing i realized afterwards like oh exhibit it would actually i would have been happy with exhibit being there
0: they couldn't put everybody in it
1: yeah, yeah no i get it Exhib-
0: exhibit, exhibit was cool but he not halftime performance cool like he didn't he not he doesn't have that kind of musical I, sound, like 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 notoriety
1: yeah no i i I get that i think it's definitely a, a more uh it was better call having 50 cent up there but just in terms of the affiliation with that like aftermath um him or buster rhymes i thought afterwards like oh they would have fit in perfectly with those uh but i'm happy with what we got 50 cent he did make his way back up uh each person did at least a verse so snoop started off did a verse um mary j blige she did like two verses i think eminem did a verse kendrick i love kendrick's part kendrick's part was like in terms of the visual performance element i thought his was the the most compelling
0: yeah, Kendrick is a leader of the new school, man. He's very creative. Like, he doesn't do any performances that are, like, lackluster. You don't just see Kendrick doing a performance, right, where it's just him and his homies on stage, and he's just right. rapping. Like, no, he, he always puts detail into his performances, and he's he's great, man. Like, he killed it. Like, he definitely killed it, man.
1: Do you think we'll see more hip-hop at the Super Bowl?
0: As long as Jay-Z is still in charge of that hip, uh, the NFL thing. You know, remember Jay-Z signed that contract with the NFL to be, like, the musical Super Bowl Coordinator or something that like it,
1: that. Oh, I didn't know that was the part of it.
0: He, it was cool. part of it. Was like something to do with the music of the Super Bowl. Like that's oh. definitely was part of it. So that's that's why it was so hip hopish. You know what I'm saying? Like so, I think that, yeah, I think for sure you're going to continue to see. Don't be surprised. You heard it here first. Proper bondings Next year you will have Kanye West on the on the Super Bowl. Like that's oh, what we're. Wow. That's that probably what's going to happen. Next year. Like,
1: man, I, I would like to see Jay Z at a Super Bowl performance just because. Not even necessarily because it's like a lot of people deem Super Bowl like uh, music's biggest stage. I don't think that's the case. But I think the way that they the production that they put into it and the magnitude that comes with that, it's cool to see an artist perform at that level of like if you're doing a Super Bowl performance, you're going to go all out for it. So something like a Jay-Z would be cool. Um, Who knows if they do an East Coast version. We may get Fat Joe next year. Fat Joe may be at the Super Bowl They'll lean back. I,
0: I would probably, like you said the first time, probably Buster, like LL Cool J or something like that. Yeah, you know I mean?
1: Yeah. If they did, I'm trying to think of like an East Coast equivalent, though. I imagine it would have to be headed by Jay. Surprise yeah. Parents by Nas. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, and then from there, at that point, I'd be like, I'd be happy with anyone showing up sort of thing.
0: Trying to, trying to think, like, what, what for R&B singer could we have? We already had Mary. So, like, who else on Mary's level? We, Beyonce, um, she heard the
1: East Coast, too, yeah. Beyonce already did. Uh, Maybe we do a little reverse, so it doesn't necessarily have to be like full-blown East Coast. We get uh, Missy Elliott. Oh, Missy Elliott. Didn't Missy Elliott do it recently? Did she come out to somebody's performance recently? She could have. She could have. That wouldn't be surprising. She may have actually done it. If you could look that up, uh, last time Missy Elliott was at the Super Bowl, if any. Uh, it was probably like
0: three, like three years ago, I'm guessing. I feel like uh, i feel like I'm. seen it. I don't know why.
1: She was probably like a, like a surprise. You know, I think she was a surprise appearance at someone's. I don't recall whose. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, we we'll have to so, check that out later.
0: But yeah, is this the thing though? Even with the Dr. Dre, it wasn't really a West Coast Super Bowl. It was like it was just Dr. Dre and Snoop. Oh, Kendrick, because Fifty Kendrick. from Fifty from New York, Mary from New York, M from Detroit. Right. So it's like
1: it was they like anchored football. it though. I, I saw it. It was like very much like because it was aftermath essentially, and it was like start off with Snoop from like West Coast classic from early '90s, and then you end it with a uh, Dre. And let's see, a uh, Super Bowl halftime. It was in Arizona. And Lenny. Oh, OK. For Katy Perry. Oh, I see. So Katy Perry, she had Lenny Kravitz out and Missy Elliott was one of them. I see. Thank you, Pat. Um, yeah, yeah it, it felt very West Coast and they were on the West Coast. So I believe it was like a relatively new stadium as well. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I felt very West Coast, but that's true. Like at least three of them were East Coast or at least uh, mid East, if that's a thing. Midwest? If there's Midwest, why is it there Mideast?
0: Because that's, that's the way we go. We went to the West. So it was like, you know how we, Lewis and Clark traveled from the East to the West. So that was, that's the midway point to the West. It's not mm-hmm. like they traveled from the West to the East. Because uh, that would be the midway point going to the
1: East. So it was a marker of like, oh yeah, we're midway there. We're Midwest right now versus there was no reason to be like, we're going Mideast. It's like, no, we're so, here.
0: I've never read that anywhere, but that's what makes sense to me.
1: We, you know what? As you were saying, and I was like, that does make sense, and I'm gonna yeah. go with it. I'm gonna make the choice <laughs> to go with that because I like <laughs> that explanation. <laughs> Spot yeah. on if that actually is the case.
0: It, it, it makes sense. Like, we was midway to the west, but do you know what I think they could do? They could do a Diddy bad boy type jump. Oh like that'd be lit. Just have yeah. Mary back again on it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm back, y'all. So we have. I'd like to see. Uh, we have Puff out there. JLo comes out. Oh. I'd like that. I would like that. She she killed her. Like she did a Super Bowl and she did very well. That'd um, be fun. I, yeah. That would be cool. We'll see. Shout we'll out. see what next year has to, <laughs> to come for the Super Bowl. We yeah. may get hoobastang Who knows? Uh they may <laughs> just, Jay-Z may just uh put Fallout Boy up there. So we, we you know who knows what Jigga Man's gonna do. But he, like,
0: he likes Legan Park, so he might put the up. Oh
1: man, that'd be nuts. <laughs> You know the lead singer died right no i didn't yeah did I suicide that? Like, like two years ago yeah, chester you're...
0: oh i do remember that yeah i do remember
1: that yeah a Guess somber you know. note on lincoln park
0: i did you see that um the game the game had like a super bowl party right and they oh. were like watching halftime performance and he like stood up in the middle of it's like they should have had me up there uh, they forgot the most they forgot the most integral part of the group
1: you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> he's that's funny i Not that forgot about the game, Um, but yeah, that I guess I would have made a little sense. But in terms of, I still would have been happier with Exhibit. But I could see why, if you're like trying to cut it down, why like the game wouldn't make it up there. Was he like serious about it, or was it like kind of like a joke? Yes, I think he was serious. Oh,
0: like he they're in LA, his hometown. Like you said, the West Coast vibes. Aftermath was his squad, but I mean, I think they picked the right people. I, I, in order to have a game, I think you couldn't have fifty because they don't—they don't get along. You know what oh, I mean?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Who knows if they're—they're they're still, still uh, squabbling and such. Um, yeah, I think
0: they get—I don't think they get along. I haven't heard of anything of them like resolving the beef ever.
1: Damn. I wonder what Game's up to in that? I don't—is he still doing music? It's,
0: it's funny you say that because not—he so, is still doing music. I don't know. I don't follow him because he blocked me on Instagram. Wow. <laughs> There, I know he's still making music and things like that. But he he was in the studio with Kanye when Kanye released like that one diss track towards Pete Davidson. It was like has a, a diss track towards Pete Davidson too. It wasn't like a whole track, but he had like a couple lines in a song where he was just like, I'm gonna pull up the SNL with a hundred
1: goons. <laughs> See, it is kind of funny. It's kind of funny. That is a funny thing. You made a diss record towards Pete Davidson. That is humorous. Um, again we hope it's not anything too serious um <laughs> that's well all right i'm gonna have to check that out <laughs> so game he he ghost wrote it for kanye
0: so i it was a, there was a video of like kanye in the studio with game and his whole crew and they were like they're having like a listening party for this song they were like jamming out so i don't know game probably had something to, he probably co- he probably co-wrote it or something but he had something to do with this track and it's about yeah about pete davidson and out it was I don't even know the name of it. If I can remember the name of it, I, I would tell you so you can listen to it.
1: I'm just gonna look up Pete Davidson disc record. There's only yeah. one. There can't be more than a handful of Pete Davidson disc records. So I think I should be able to find it that way.
0: You know Chris Red from SNL. Yeah. He uh he he tweeted. Do you know how hard it would be to logistically get a hundred people into SNL? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let alone your goons. <laughs> that would be difficult, man. Um, before we get into some of the next topics, uh, let's break them off. Some prop suggestions. Uh, a lot of times people, they, they they have difficulties, uh, committing to reading, uh, they, they whether it can be too lengthy and time consuming, um, co may be one of them, uh, this, you feel free to take up this, uh, prop suggestion. Uh, My proper suggestion is if you're reading something or you're interested in reading something, commit to reading literally two pages of it per day for a month. It's part of my monthly challenge right now, but like two pages per day, you don't have to go beyond that. Typically, if you're in the groove of the book, you'll end up going more pages if you end up liking it like that, or it gives you an idea of you not liking the book. So you have that month limit of just being like, I no longer want to read this. Uh, i currently doing it with Dostoevsky's Crime and Punishment and uh, it's you do the two pages per day and sometimes that is the case uh, then there's some days like yesterday where you get like 18 pages and uh, it's a good marker of being able to commit to a book decide if you like it and also uh, make your way through some parts that may be difficult to read um, along with parts that are joyous to read so that's my prop suggestion to the people and to you Alan.
0: Yeah, I could I could do that because I, I do that a lot. Like I always tell myself, like yo, I want to read more. Um, I just just never get around to it. I just end up on Twitter. And you know mm-hmm. I mean, it's like two pages a day, I can I can do that.
1: Yeah, but so that's the thing too. Of like, I mean, I know they probably have a bunch of studies, but with social media and like the monitors and and for myself included, I'm not excluding myself from this. Of it feels like attention spans can be a little bit shorter, and to have your eyes on a book that something it's not moving at all there's no pop-ups or anything like that you're in just this world it's freeing in a lot of ways but it can be difficult if you're been conditioning to be on your phone uh which is something that i, I go through as well so uh, i think this is a good practice
0: now i'm gonna I'm I'm take you up with a suggestion i might start i'm gonna start today
1: yeah i'm gonna give you some book suggestions but i feel like we probably have different i don't know maybe we do have I some got book.
0: I, got book. I got books i just like i said i'll be reading them you,
1: you know, I mean? stunning like, on that one. I got books, bro. Yeah, Still <laughs> a saying. shoulder shrugging.
0: I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna keep it real with you, man. I don't think any like besides you. I don't think none of my homies read or even have books. Like mm. that's just not something that we we did or we. I, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. like only time my homies read when they in jail. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> it's just not the movie we did. So it's like. I got to force myself to do it. Like, I, I haven't, I remember, it. I haven't read, the first book I ever read like as an adult outside of school was uh, Kevin Hart's biography. Oh, yeah. And that was like five, six years ago. You know mm. what I mean? So it's like, you're talking, I was like 27. I never read a whole book by myself. You know what I mean? Ah. It was like, that's, but I, but I got into it. I started buying books. I started reading. I was like, man, I can't. I can't be no fucking loser and not be reading. You know what I mean? So it's like
1: <laughs> that's ultimate bad for books, right there. I can't be a loser. <laughs> <laughs> if you too don't weird. want to be, if you don't want to be a cornball, <laughs> I don't want to be a bozo. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's the worst thing when people don't read. Like growing up, I never really read either. My mom's not really a reader. Uh, we just weren't really like a reading household like that. I think that's fine in a lot of cases too. I'm more so an advocate of if you're reading, it can take your mind off of things. And it's like a it's an appropriate form of escapism. And also just from a learning perspective, you, you pick up and work different muscles in your brain uh, versus what you would do from listening or watching something. Um, although people do the audio books, too, and apparently it works great for them. I have a hard time with it.
0: So my girl, she was listening to audio. We was driving from, from, from Maryland. So we was in the car for a couple of hours. Excuse me. and she was listening to some audio book Uh, what was the name of it it was like some real renowned book but it was like about like
1: captain underpants
0: (laughs) it was about like science and like space and math and and i'm listening to it and they were saying a lot of numbers and stuff and i was like i would benefit more by seeing this seeing these numbers seeing like, like hearing it i wasn't like and like the voice was like in some like some Eng- some old Englishman's voice, and it was like it wasn't
1: doing mm. it. Like, I always I have to rewind it every time I do it. Yeah, I, I can't pick up on it from audio. It's very much like because sometimes even with reading, I have to like go back and read a paragraph over versus audio, and it's like wow, I didn't retain any of that information. Yeah, especially yeah, that, with numbers.
0: Yeah, it was it was a lot of numbers and math, and I was I was just like she was like, did you get that? I was like, no, <laughs> I have. I didn't get that. I'm trying to drive and do math in my head and picture. Like, no way. Like,
1: I'm curious what this book was now.
0: Huh. I'm a, I am had to text her because right? she, damn, what the name was this book? It was by somebody famous, too. Like, it was by, uh, not Stephen King. Wasn't Stephen, Stephen King? Hawking?
1: Hawking. Stephen Hawking. When you said older guy. I didn't know if it was obviously it wasn't from him vocally when you said that and then numbers, I was like, I wonder if it's Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Like the science, well, I don't know if "scientist" is his correct term. He's like, did a lot of stuff beyond that. Um, but yeah, that's, I forgot what his main thing is. It's not quantum physics, but I imagine just you listening to quantum physics in the car. <laughs> bro,
0: it was like one of his famous books from like the, the mid eighties or something like that. And it was like, it was extremely hard to keep up with audio wise. Cause I was just like, Talking about space and doing long division, and I was like, Whoa, bro! Like, I can't hear that I gotta be able to see this. Like, I, yeah. I couldn't keep up. Like, oh, I, wow. So, I, I have to text her and I text her, I'll, I'll let you know what the name of that book was, though. One quick yeah.
1: uh, suggestion to you because uh, I feel like you'd enjoy this. I, I loved it. Uh, Rock This by Chris Rock came out probably like '98, mm. and it was the same thing. It was autobiographical, but it was like him doing commentary on it. Um, mm. It's almost like the Cosby books which i didn't read those but it's very much like autobiographical but he would do like these like whimsical little entries as well that one definitely check it out
0: yeah all right yeah Oh man just keep making me burn yeah so i'll check that out hey, Here goes mm-hmm. my proper suggestion i think that the people need to watch on netflix the tender swindler
1: okay tender swindler i think i've been hearing about this what is this
0: tender swindler it's uh documentary i guess or a story about this guy who would meet women on tinder and scam them out of hundreds of thousands of dollars like multiple women for millions of dollars like this this guy dog like listen this guy he would be like uh so the backstory is he's done three years in jail for like fraud before right and he would he got out of jail he would go on tinder he he, like made it he like Change his name and had this whole fabulous lifestyle where he would be flying on planes and taking trips to every single city in Europe, like the best cities, Mykonos and Rome and hmm. all the cities. You know what I mean? And he would literally he would meet these women on Tinder and they would see like this good looking guy traveling. They were like, "Oh, okay." So they swipe right, hmm. and then he would he would swooze that He would make them fall in love. With him, you know what I mean? They would be yeah. all over him. You know what I'm saying? And then he would scammed them out of money like he told he he would he told the women that he was a diamond seller his his family was part of his big diamond selling family but what he did was he changed his name to the same name as actual this actual family that sells diamonds that are like billionaires
1: so he's actually related to the diamond people no he changed no okay he would change it to. uh i see
0: that'd be like if you had a diamond business i changed my name to like john griffiths
1: you know what i mean it's just like
0: so when you yeah. Google my family, you can see that like, oh, it's, he's really making money. You know what I mean? From a swindler
1: like, standpoint, commitment, commitment, right so there. Oh,
0: he, he was in the game. He perfected this. Like he, so what he would do was like, I don't know how he got the initial money, but he would he would like whining Donnie's women, take them to Amsterdam, fly them all over the place, and then he would his same thing he would do to every woman. He'd be like, we want to go do a deal in this country, and then something bad happened my credit cards got shut down where me and my assistants and bodyguards were stuck in this country. Can you please just lend me $20,000 and I'll pay back to
1: you. And the people had that. So he was working with people that had that sort of type of money the women that he was matching with.
0: This is what I was. That's what I thought at first, but then when I was watching it, I was like, Oh, it's even crazier. He was getting these women to take out loans, open credit cards. Oh goodness. It wasn't like they had the liquid cash to give him. They were taking out loans and This man, he had he had it down packed, bro. Like he had it. He was running crazy games, living a crazy lifestyle. Like,
1: and no, sorry, go ahead.
0: I was gonna say, but what I realized, like, I you know, I had a lot of people close to me that go to jail. And one thing I learned about jail, I've never been myself, but one thing I do know about jail is, if you don't go in there trying to get better as a person, you won't. Jail is the perfect place to learn how to be a better criminal. That's that's where all the criminals are. You have a time to think about everything. So that's what this guy did. He went to jail for three years, thought about the perfect scheme and came out and started doing it. Like that's
1: that's what happened. This is what this documentary is about. You know I, I keep hearing about this and I didn't know this was what it was about. Given just the nature of like just dating shows, I thought it was like, kind of like a, like a dating murder sort of thing. Yeah. So I'm kind of relieved in that mm-hmm. end. <laughs> uh, that it's not that. Uh, but yeah, that sounds pretty fascinating of like doing this. I always wonder with when it comes to any sort of like catfishing, uh, which doesn't sound like it was the case for him, but swindling in general, when it comes to online dating of the emotions that must go into it. Cause like, say you're, you're meeting someone for the first time, you're maybe talking with them for two, three weeks, maybe a few months or so. And the emotional attachment to that individual i imagine is what fuels you to maybe take that alone or really take their word for it and that part's kind of bonkers to me like do you ever feel like i know you're in a situation right now but have you ever developed that strong of an emotional attachment with someone prior to actually meeting them
0: prior to meeting them yeah not unless like holly barriers or something but like right yeah
1: yeah yeah Where we're talking about parasocial relationships you know, shout out to Jane Seymour right? <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> No man I have no man I'm a realist. I'm no I need to I need to see what's going on in person like I can't I don't yeah no
1: that's so that's how I feel as well. but you we always hear these cases of the catfishing and of these people like you know it sounds like some of them did have money and they're professionals um, and yet they're still susceptible to being swindled by an individual. Maybe it's a testament to this person, how good they are, but it also makes you think, oh, maybe it is pretty common and people are generally susceptible to building these emotional attachments. Um, yeah, I, but I can't see myself doing the same as you. Like, I can't picture that. Of, it's like common. talking to someone for a while.
0: Yeah, it, it's common. But for me, like, we could be talking for a while, but at a certain point, I can't go past a certain point. Yeah, I mean, it's like, oh, I think you're cool. We'd like to meet you, but I can't like find myself being like, oh, I'm so in love with you. I don't, and I, I, it can't go, I can't go to that point. I don't know if you remember this. uh, There was football player named Manti Te'o. You remember
1: this? He played for
0: Notre Dame in high in in college, and he had he got catfished. Like he 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 thought he had a girlfriend, but he never met her. Only like talked to her online. And she turned out to not be a real person. Just somebody like messing with them for
1: years. You know what I mean? it turned out to be the coach of the opposing team, right?
0: <laughs> was that true?
1: No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be nuts if that was a part of it. Um, wow, they're really doing some mind games now. Um, yeah, no, I do remember that actually. Um, and yeah, they, people are susceptible to it. I don't know what that speaks to in terms of just having a willingness to trust um, or just uh, – loneliness perhaps uh but yeah no it's i'm always blown away when i hear those stories because you see them all the time it's like ah, what's now do we ever see it the other way around of uh a woman swindler like catching catching dudes off guard
0: like this man tie tail thing he was a man he was a man that got got you know what i mean Mm. and i'm sure if you watch catfish i haven't watched catfish in a long time but i'm pretty sure there's men getting catfished on there too yeah i mean i imagine also, I think that social media people are getting swindled all the time. You are talking about like people putting on filters, acting like they made it, only posting their highlight reel. Like people, like and these people, like just like a million Instagram models, right? Nobody really know nothing about them but their bodies. It's like, oh, look at that. You don't know about them, but you in love with them because they showed you their their butt and a thong.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's a thing. I, I feel like to be in that elk, and I'm not trying to like knock the people that fall for that. Cause I'm sure there's other things that go into it, but just off that in itself of, I feel like you, you really have to see the people and like really get to talk to them. Then again, I will say as a younger person who uh, maybe felt a little uh, kind of isolated times, I built true emotional attachments with people that I would talk to on message boards, IMDb message boards, shout mm-hmm. to Mech16. Um, and I'd really build connections with them. And they knew stuff about my life and vice versa. I could have been catfished. I could have been friendship catfished in one of those situations. Um, we had a lot of, there's a few people that got caught. They would make two usernames and they would rap under both of them. Um, but they would make two usernames and then they would do mischievous things under the second username but usually they would get caught but yeah. there could be a time where perhaps they didn't and uh, I thought that I knew two people and really I only knew <laughs> one yeah that's I think- all to think about <laughs> that's kind of crazy
0: yeah I-, I think that we all have been a little catfished like a little catfished but there's like a certain level of swindle you're going to get with me. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to get me to send you any money. You're yeah. not... like I may respond to a message in the past. Like, I'll be... I'll respond... But, like, I... Yeah, it's a certain level. But this... But this, but these people, these women, though, in this Tinder Swindler documentary, they met this dude. They had fil- they had sex with this dude. They had feelings with him. They thought they were in a relationship. So it's not like they just... They've never seen him. He would literally fly to their city and then fly out the next day or something because he was doing so much business. And in, in turn, he was really just flying city to city fucking bitches.
1: Yeah, I man. It, so, mm. man, a, uh, well, I don't, I, I'm i curious on how it ends, but I think I may actually just watch this. <laughs> now I'm fascinated in it, so I may just watch you it to see should, what
0: I don't want to spoil it. You should get, you should watch it. It's a the ending, is I like the ending, it was cool. I was like, right, okay, so I like that, but it was, it was good. Yeah, we should watch it. It's a, it's huh. a
1: good watch. Yeah, yeah. We, we're talking about uh mischievous behavior and such. Uh, and I don't know if you saw this. So there's a in Florida, one of the county jails out there, and I think that's something that they're trying to spread throughout other counties in Florida as well. Uh, they have begun to charge to detainees. Again, this isn't prison; it's, a, it's just county jail. Uh, they begin to charge detainees five dollars per day, uh, with the coverage of shelter, I suppose, uh, meals, uh, clothing, um, and uh, yeah, that's. That's, some people are upset over this and then there's other side of it people saying that uh well taxpayers are paying for this and this will alleviate some of that um, and five dollars is a manageable amount for uh people that may be detained for a particular amount of days what's your take on this that's
0: normal practice bro what do you mean they do that everywhere really yeah you got jailed, you get a, a check, you get a uh, like an invoice what, you know what I mean it's normal really? practice got a, people got a county jail and owe them money like i
1: don't know am surprised up. by that i guess it makes sense but i've look never it heard of them like,
0: my brother he came up from jail he had like thousands of dollars thousands of dollars to pay back and then you can't get a job because it's a felon but yeah you gotta be you gotta pay to go to jail
1: oh my god that's
0: i don't i don't know if this like i'm not sure what the amount of money is but i remember and like in Lancaster, lancaster county like yeah you you charge you to go to jail bro it's not it's not new at all so when you, when you had texted me that i was like oh kirk don't know this is normal practice
1: that's what so what are taxpayers paying for I what, know. what? <laughs> i
0: don't know hold what, on what, what did pat just say i couldn't read it because i'm a uh, so, mom uh
1: for over bruce Pat coming in uh over two decades pennsylvania's jails have increasingly taken up the practice of charging rent to inmates Prison wander, uh, wardens defend the practice and say charging the fee teaches financial responsibility while also easing the burden on taxpayers who are paying for the rising costs of incarceration. Huh. Yeah. Do you feel that it, uh, it gives them financial responsibility?
0: Not at all. What yeah. it does is it puts them in the hole because now, yeah. now when, you get out of, when you get out of jail, you have fines to pay. You got to pay this stuff back. But you also can't get a job because you're a felon. So it's like, they just put them back in, they put you in jail over not paying that bread. You know that they'll put you back in jail because you can't afford to be in jail.
1: Oh my goodness. That's such a, like a, a sad, I don't even know if like sad would be the right thought for it, but I, maybe sympathy is the right word for this, but whenever you hear people go in jail for like minor offenses, especially like a County jail. And then to have that on your record, And then that then impacts your ability for certain income, depending on what you're going for. And just in general, it makes an obstacle. And then you're also being put into debt because of that. You always think like when people are released, it's like, oh, it's this big weight lifted off your shoulder and all that. And I'm sure in some ways, yes. But all the struggles that come with it too, it kind of makes sense why a lot of times people end up going right back.
0: It's not an accident. They want you to go right back. They don't set it up so you prosper. They set it up to fit. When you get out of jail, you have 24 hours to meet with your parole officer. 24 hours. Like you can't even like go to sleep. You got to immediately check in and then they give you a list of all the money you owe, a list of everything you got to do. And then they'd be like, here. They don't give you any resources. They don't give you anything. It's literally a track. Once you get in, that's why it's so important to not ever get in the system because they don't want you to get out. It's yeah. if you get out the system, then that's money they lose while you're in the system. You always are in debt to them, you know. What I mean, it's like that's what it is, Dude. man. I
1: don't know, man. You think about <laughs> different aspects of life, uh, like you just think of like different parts of it, and just you get say, if you get caught slipping off something, and sometimes you didn't even do it, you're just in the wrong situation, um, at a particular time, and how that can have such a such an impact on your life and quality of life and it's, it could be so random to, um, I know it's, it's a wild thought to me. It, it, it's a fear for me not like I'm out here, like doing stuff. That like I got a fear going to jail or anything like that. But just like the kind of randomness of it and the chaos of it is just knowing that that's there. Um, it's frightening. It's frightening. Yeah, man.
0: That's, that's the whole that's the whole thing about the justice system with, with black people as opposed to white people. Yeah. They want white people get away with crimes that we get arrested for. Like the whole marijuana thing, there's plenty of stories where a black man can tell you they got caught with a little bit of weed and then had and then got in trouble for it. Where white people get caught a little bit of weed, slap on the wrist. I know your, I know your mom. You're 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 a good kid. We're gonna let you go. But us. They put us in the system and now we trapped because it's, they want you to be in it. It's all this other stuff that come with it. That's why it's so crazy when cops are racist, it's because it's like, bro, you just ruined somebody's life and they come. And it, it could be like a a 17 year old kid with, uh, with some little bit of weed or something. You're gonna put him in jail and ruin his life because you literally are his life by putting them into the system because the system is gonna eat him alive. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's why people get so mad, black people get so mad about policing and stuff like that because it's not fair like because they they won us into this system that never ends bro it never ends like it's just the ongoing cycle while they or they get slapped on the wrist and you know because their mom knows the lawyer or somebody you know what i mean like yeah just
1: just connections with that and they have it's it's a along with race too just the idea of say if you're an officer or just someone in the uh the uh, working uh, for the system That a lot of times it's you're able to you feel that you could relate more towards like someone that looks like you who is white um, versus the other way around. And then it's kind of dehumanizes a bit uh, someone that's black and you may not have those connections Uh, Mm -hmm. for those we've talked about it on the show a a few different times. But uh, for those interested in just the justice system and uh, seeing it in a different light, the 13th is an excellent documentary uh, to consider.
0: Yeah. That's, that's the perfect documentary to watch, man. Um, it's a lot, a, lot, a lot of foul shit going on. So when Florida, when Florida said they was doing $5, I was like, I thought like they haven't already been.
1: <laughs> it's like, oh, they had discounted rates in Florida.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like in PA, it's like $17 a day. Like, man, man, you, you go, you go in, <laughs> you go in broke and you come out in debt, bro. Like they, Ugh. you know, it's, it's, set, it's set up for failure, man. Like, yeah, they want you back in that system, you know. He so said, "Don't go to kids, don't go to jail.
1: Do not yeah. go to jail. Don't go to jail, man. Try your best." But sometimes, even when you do try your best, they still try to get you. I'm going through extra yes, crisis right now, bro. That's
0: why you got to That's why you got to be. That's why black people, we got to be like. That's why when we see, talk to cops, we be like, "Yes, sir. You're so nice, and, and right. thank you very much." And Oh, yeah, you you talk to him like you're a fucking slave. Yeah, yes yeah. sir, master. You know what I mean? Here's my idea, massa. Like I mean, it's mm-hmm. like why people don't why people don't do that? Because they're not afraid. They don't, they don't, they know they know they don't get put into that system. They what we know if we get put to that system, it's an ongoing thing It shit never ends, bro. You like, know
1: one of my least favorite things. Um, I find this probably I want to say like 50% of uh not just white friends, uh white acquaintances and just uh people that grew up in suburbs, I'll say it that way. They, a lot of them have stories of them rebelling against cops and they say it with pride. And it's like, you said that, that's, I don't see this like a, oh wow, what a badass thing. I see it as like, oh, you're, you felt entitled to do that. How nice, <laughs> like. Yeah, like, I wouldn't dare. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, and then they kind of present in a way like, yeah, of course, right? It's like, no, not always, of course, that's not always the case. I remember one time I got pulled over um, while driving to New York and uh, I was just, I was terrified, not terrified, but I was like, I was nervous. And the cop actually asked me like, Oh, you look nervous. Everything. Okay. And I was like, well, I'm being pulled over. Uh, So yeah, it's a little nerve wracking. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I I don't know if that humored him or whatever, but like, uh, yeah, nothing came out of it from that, but Uh, it was just interesting, like the it was a kind of a, a, a prompt for me to either suggest that I was doing something wrong or to engage in combative dialogue. And that one, it was just like I had to answer straightforward. Like, yeah, no, I'm. I'm this is a nerve wracking experience. Yes. and Yeah. Yeah. It's because we
0: we we have reason to be nervous. White people are comfortable talking to the police. White people are the only people that they get pulled over and they'll talk to the cop first. Uh-huh. they'd be like, "Is is there a problem, officer?" Like, <laughs> we would, <laughs> we would uh-huh. never. We always would with window down, like, and we wait to hear what we, what we did. We did yeah. say nothing first. White people, white people would smoke a cigarette in the cop's face with sunglasses on.
1: Like, I, I remember. There so was was what's, so,
0: what's the problem?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Betty Davis impersonations. Uh, they, I remember my stepdad was white. He was driving. We we're in the car going to like one of his family members in Virginia one day. It was Thanksgiving a few years ago, and he was speeding, and he was he was aware that he was speeding, and he got pulled over. And as as the cop is pulling up to him, like walking up, he's like he was rolling down his window, like, "I knew you were gonna get me. I knew." So like, <laughs> it was just like a joyous thing. He's like, "Ah, oh, you got me on that one." I was like, "Oh my goodness, we're not gonna get turkey you. today." But yeah, he he was confident about it. He didn't get a ticket either. It was nuts. That's crazy. Like he knew he he knew he did something wrong.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he still did was... ticket to court. Yeah, man.
1: Crazy to think of it that. That's
0: that's man. the difference, man. Like they, they are so comfortable around police, it's insane. Cause they know, like, ain't nothing gonna happen to them. They define us, we're like, I hope somebody's recording this shit. Because I
1: wonder, <laughs> I wonder what I mean, we may have to cut this out depending on where it goes. I wonder what uh the police and asian american relationship is i know not necessarily like uh asians that are living in uh like say like china or even japan uh because it's just a different system they're all together that i'm not as familiar with but in america what what is it like i, I don't know bro i'm so glad you brought this up because i'm cautious that i brought it up that's where my I'm head's so at glad. i'm so glad
0: i'm so glad it's a couple of reasons why i'll tell you the second one in a second but the first reason is. That's why I don't like the term um, black indigenous people of color or like the term people of color in general, because everybody that's not a white person is considered people, a person of color. And that's that's like Asian people. But not all people of color go through the same things that black people go through. You know what I mean, right. for colorism
1: so, reasons and all that.
0: When a, when a black person gets put over by the police is way different than when a Chinese person gets put over by the police because the police do not see the Chinese person as a threat, you know what I mean? And Chinese people, I'm gonna tell you this now, Chinese people relate more to white people than they do black people, you know what I mean? They feel like, oh, I'm, a, I'm an upstanding citizen, I own a business, I'm smart, I'm not a thug, you know what I mean? So that whole people of color thing I don't, don't, don't say it, I'm a black person, you know what I mean? Because right. Ch- Chinese people don't have the same, they have their struggles. Yes. But yeah. it's not the same as the black people struggle. We all, we all have our struggles, but it's different. And, and policing alone, talking about policing, cops are not out here shooting Chinese Americans. They're just, they're just not.
1: Right. I haven't seen
0: one case. I haven't seen one case. You know yeah. I, mean? I can't
1: say I know the statistics on that. And that's why it made me think of that, uh, which I, I genuinely don't know. I, I think it is important, as you mentioned, We everyone has their struggles and colorism is a very real thing, particularly in America when it comes to uh, policing. Um, you mentioned the relating to uh, white Americans a bit more uh, on the Indian side. Uh, that's what I see as well. Um, you'll see a lot of uh, uh, just Indian Americans that I think just being black in itself is something that it, it's hard to relate to for many people if they're not actually that. Right. Um, and because of how black Americans are portrayed and demonized often and seen as very much like a polarizing thing of like, Oh, they're either villains, criminals are some of the best performers in the world. I think for a lot of times it's harder for other people of color in America to see that middle ground, at least mm-hmm. from what I'm seeing. But it is important knowledge, everyone has their own struggles and such, but it did make me think for a second, like, oh, what is that relationship like? Huh.
0: Yeah, no, I could tell you right now, cops don't see Chi- uh Asian Americans as a threat. They don't they don't look at them and go, hold on, let me get let me get my hand on my gun. Uh I might need backup. I got some kind of wild Asian man. Like, no, I've never heard like that. You know what I mean? It it just is never the case, you know what I mean? So How, why do
1: you know so much about cops? Are you hanging with the ops, bro? Yeah, you're you got know, you know, a lot of cop insight. I've been, yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been in the
0: bag with a few cop cars. I've been, I've had my 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 fair share of running with the law. You know what I mean? And like, I'm
1: saying, it sounds like you're kind of like uh, working from the inside right now. You you got no, little, I, never,
0: bro, never. You're talking, ever. Real, you're
1: talking real comfortable about statistics and what the cops do. I don't know, man. Yeah.
0: It's because <laughs> I, 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 know. I this is something that I'm well versed on. You, you, if you heard my set last night, I talk about it. I talk about getting pulled over by the cops. I talk about relationships yeah. with the cop you know like it's it's a real thing and especially in america man like that's like but that but this this, this conversation though because i was having with my girl recently about because we would have this conversation because this the second part i wanted to bring up um i don't know if you've seen this but officer kim porter she yeah. uh, she got charged with uh murdering uh dante wright right. and she just, she just recently got two years in jail for
1: that i think less of 16 months
0: 16 months this isn't 16 months for killing a person is insane bro it's insane and and the judge of the case was an asian woman this asian Mm. woman sentenced her to 16 months in jail and said like she was like they said that the judge was crying saying like she sympathizes for her because she know how hard this must have been for her it's like how hard do you think it's for the family of the person that died what are you talking about? Know. You sympathizing with the killer? It's insane. But that's what I me mean, think when you said it. This judge mm. was an Asian American woman. She don't see herself. Like if this is a black woman. This lady would have gotten sixteen months because she could, could relate. But this Asian lady, I'm telling you, she sees herself relating to this white cop when she does these these black, you know, people. You know what I mean? That's,
1: yeah, because I, I think the family you know. was asking for at least seven years. Uh, for those who aren't familiar with the story, Kim Porter. Uh, she was a cop who I believe was in Minneapolis, maybe um, she shot right when she her excuse was that she meant to use her taser and right. she grabbed the wrong item. Um, and this judge, um, I guess, kind of uh, had. I don't, I don't want to say related to it, but had sympathy for that idea that it was a mistake. Um, and the criticism comes like you're mentioning too, of like. Well, what about the family and the victim uh, that that is a big thing um, and what they're going through and I, I don't I don't know when it comes to like would they feel better if they got a longer sentence? I don't know, maybe, but it, it feels a little bit like a a slight disregard of what they're going through at the hands of this particular person by yeah. limiting the amount of time um, yeah, at least that's how I see it
0: yeah i think i think just i think you're spot on you're 100 right they like to 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 break down as a judge to break down and cry over the person you're sentencing is wild to me that's wild to me that's not the victim they're the uh there's the defendant like you're crying over the defendant like that's so insane that'd yeah. be like the judge crying like could you imagine like them like sentencing aaron hernandez and being like, oh my god, I'm so sorry I got sent you to three life sentences Aaron yeah. Hernandez. Oh my god, I feel for you.
1: Like, it's insane. Like, you yeah. Part crazy. of me is like it's it's uh, like you mentioned before, like a catch-22 in the sense of like oh, cool, judges in the justice system are being, they're seeing people as humans. However, it's like, in this case, it's like that maybe you're not seeing the other side as human as you're seeing the the uh I'm trying to think of the word for it. Uh, the perpetrator in this case, you're 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 seeing the perpetrator is more human than the the victims. Um, yeah. So that that part is pretty sad.
0: Yeah, man, it's the uh, it's the thing I think about a lot. That's why I don't enjoy the. That's why I don't like the term "people of color." It's because it's not like people of color are one unit. You know what I mean? It's not like we all. I. It's not like I see a, a Chinese guy. and I'm like, yo, what's up, my brother? Like, it's not. It's not that you know what oh, I mean. Yeah.
1: shout to the chinese i i I frame it in that way of like i think sometimes we slip into the idea of like making it uh black versus asian i feel like that's a thing that pops up a lot and i see kind of like the context as to why there can be uh collective tension but from a humanistic standpoint i think it's always very important to acknowledge that in a lot of ways they are our brothers so that's okay too
0: okay um
1: (laughs) which alan does not agree with
0: (laughs) i'm just i'm telling you my brothers and my black people i have no i'm I'm not racist i love everybody but my brother i know my brother's like when i'm walking down the street and i see a black dude i always nod my head at them no matter no matter where i'm at what kind of neighborhood i'm in i've never do that with any other people right you know what i mean like i i have i could i could shake any black man's hand in this world and we we would get it right the first time you know what i mean (laughs) It's just a different relationship that we have because they understand my struggles, I understand their struggles. That's it. Like I'm not saying I hate I hate anyone. I I mean, everybody's I have no hate for anyone, but I know the relationship that I have with black men and black women. Like I know that relationship. Like when I see a black woman and we're the only two black people in the situation or in like an environment, like we acknowledge that and we know that, like, you good, you good, and that's just what it is. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, it's just a different relationship shout out to the random lady uh it was during the 2020 presidential election we were at the voting booth and uh your boy was lost i was floundering <laughs> it was early in the morning uh, and uh it was just it was plenty of people there it was in downtown, and um me and this woman we were the only black ones there and she silently guided me towards the right direction i was like thank you thank you so much it was nice it was
0: all, and there was a whole bunch of other people there that didn't help you right
1: they're like look at this floundering buffoon over here exactly <laughs> he's gonna vote for garfield
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's the kind it. of con- that's the kind of connection you have with black people and that's just what it is like no hate to anybody else but it's a thing that we have with each other i don't know why do, do white people do it too do they see each other be like howdy like i don't know how y'all do it uh, you know what I mean but
1: might be a secret handshake i'm not sure
0: <laughs> right but we we have our own thing and that's why um i say i'm black i'm not a people of color. And also, another thing about the whole people of color bullshit, <laughs> they they, trick, they tricked us. They tricked us in, in calling minorities people of color, right? You shouldn't give... First of all, we're not the minority in the world, okay? Right. White people. White people are the minority. So why are, we, why are the, all the people in the world called people of color and not white people called people of no color? Because <laughs> those are the ones that should have the non-sequitur. They should be the ones that has the the tag on their name, not not the majority,
1: like, right? You know I mean, <laughs> I wonder, Is people of color a term used in other places? Like, if you go to Europe or Africa, you never, you're not going to hear people of color. Probably not. Probably not. Huh, but yeah, it may just be yeah. an American thing.
0: It, it's a, it's an American thing, but it's still like a. I'm not a. I'm not people of color. I'm not. You give you. You're calling everybody a people of the people of color when the we're the majority. We're, we're just, it's just in America. We might be the minority, but everywhere else we're the my, majority. So I'm gonna start calling them people of no color. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
1: that's a new wave. That's a new wave. <laughs> right. Uh, shout out to the people of no color, Eminem, uh for <laughs> dropping a knee at the Super Bowl. That's <laughs> 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 which I didn't even realize till afterwards. I didn't. I was like, oh, and then there was a bunch of stories about it. I was like, oh, all right. Didn't even realize that. Oh, you,
0: you, you know what was crazy? I've seen before the Super Bowl, I seen a a, a thing that was saying how the, the NFL told Eminem not to kneel. They were like, yo, don't kneel. And I knew that. Just going you, in the- Eminem. <laughs> Just- <laughs> because he mentioned it. He mentioned it. It was like, yo, I'm, I'm probably going to kneel. And they were like, don't <laughs> do that. Don't do that. And so when he did it, I didn't even realize that was the kneel. I thought he was just, like, being quiet so Dr. J could play the piano.
1: Yeah, same.
0: <laughs> I didn't realize. And so afterwards, I was like,
1: oh,
0: that was the deal. I didn't even <laughs> realize. He, like, he was like, head down. I didn't know. I was like, okay, uh, props to Eminem for doing that. He, 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 he do be taking stands on stuff. He, he don't, he don't yeah. care what no one
1: says. He does. He actually just did a diss, uh, not a diss record, but a diss spoof to uh, Rudy Giuliani of uh, Lose Yourself. Was that really Eminem? That's what they're so. I didn't listen to the track, so for all I know, I is Pete I, did. Anderson, I don't know. I heard it. I heard it. What was on
0: Stephen Colbert? It was. Oh, it it okay. was. It
1: wasn't in the it no. was, Oh, I see. It wasn't uh, fake news on proper Ebonics, but we we resolve the fake news right away. If one of us presents <laughs> it, the other one will knock down. It. Who knows? Maybe there was one story we talked. I love the idea. We expound on a fake news story <laughs> for like a good thirty minutes, and, and like no one corrects us on it. But I don't think that's the case. I think the people will correct this.
0: Uh um, Pat have up fake facts and just giving us <laughs> wrong info. <laughs> no, no, all three of us have no idea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just coming up with on the fly. Um, well, cool, man. The rest of my day is going to entail uh, doing laundry. Uh, I didn't do goals, but my major goal is find my damn glasses. It's been like three days. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm just going to, I got to print out my insurance card. So I got to go over to Staples. You do anything for the rest of the day?
0: My kids want to go Chipotle
1: so bad. Ooh.
0: Like, you I, excuse me. Yeah. you got the burps. I don't Chipotle. know
1: if you could be doing Chipotle right now, bro.
0: Yo, I'm trying to think. What did I? What was it? I just had some 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 cereal. I had some tea, but like, I don't know. I think it was the the milk. I had I might have had wow. too much milk. I was drinking a lot of oh, no, almond maybe. milk. Yeah,
1: I yeah, may do that though.
0: I said I said this on stage last night. It was a. It might have been the second time I ever said it but there was one tag I used. I talked about how like becoming lactose intolerant, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I had said that the messed up part about being lactose intolerant is like, there's only one way to find out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like your butt sends you an email like, yo bro, you might want <laughs> not drink that. <laughs> it, it CCs your butthole. And nobody, they, don't, they don't tell your brain. <laughs> <laughs> Did
1: you have the CC butthole part up there?
0: No, I didn't. I was talking about it last night. <laughs> I don't know. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta add the, that's, CC funny. <laughs> that's, that's, why I wonder, that's why I said it just now. I wanted to run it past you. Cause I know I said that like, ain't like you got an email, but it's yeah. like,
1: yeah.
0: The CC part. It. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I saw, I wanted to run that by and see, I want yeah. to add that to my set. I've been, I want to add that about, you know, drinking milk, like just milk. I got a whole joke just called milk. <laughs>
1: it's just a, I got a milk chunk. Right there. Yeah. Um, for those listening, obviously, check Allen out wherever you can be found. Are you going to be in areas where, where you got some dates you want to drop?
0: Um, what's that, Thursday, was it? Thursday? Is it Friday? 20s. Friday, I'm going to be in uh, Allentown. I think Blue, Blue Mountain res, Resort or something. Oh. I'm not sure. Is that like it's, Easton? It's like Bethlehem, maybe. I'm not uh, sure. It's in that okay. Lehigh Valley area. So if y'all around Blue Mountain Resort, you know what I mean? And then, you know, you catch me all over all over new york i'm running around i'd be popping up here and there got a couple uh comedy club auditions coming up man so hey. i'm excited about those man nice so, yeah man.
1: good stuff pop- where are you gonna be at be- pop, 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 popping uh i am doing one in i think march 12th uh dan gets uh they have like uh some brewery show in newtown which is like it's in pennsylvania uh, oh, have yeah, you done it
0: before no, I, I've never done it, but I used to work in that area.
1: Uh, okay, uh, so yeah, I'm gonna do that, and then I think sometime like 25th, I'll be back in Lidditz uh, for Gary. Uh, Gary's gonna be doing a show out there. I'm blanking on Gary's last name. Uh, Limo. Gary Lamote. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he has a show out there, and there's gonna be some fun people on there. So black box. Yeah. What's that?
0: That show at the Black Box Theater. Is thing? it the Black Box Theater? I, I think it's called like Black. Uh, I think I, I, I see uh-huh. that flyer for it
1: i love black box theaters they're one of my favorites to perform for so i hope it is the case this black box theater i
0: think i think it is
1: yeah i so. just go there and it's like a large stadium i'm like what <laughs> there's no walls here at all <laughs> there's no roof
0: outdoors <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, i'm in a swimming pool right now <laughs> that'd be kind of nuts well cool man uh well good stuff as always uh thank you for listening you made it this far uh you know like subscribe download do all the stuff and uh you know just overall, Shager, comment. what's up
0: that's a share comment all that stuff
1: share comment write down uh get your two pages of crime and punishment and you got it and uh yeah thanks for listening yeah peace, peace. The fucking eagle double G Snoop Dogg You know I'm with the D-R-E Yeah, yeah, yeah You know who's back up in this motherfucker